Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Love Real Estate, conversations with Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. Today, we have an exciting, vivacious guest, Jill Goldberg <laughs> of Hudson Interiors and Design. Um, we are going to have one of our casual, fun conversations about how she got started in the business, what she does, some challenges she's come across, and how she overcomes them. So with that, let's get started. Hi, Jill. Hi, how Thanks are you? Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So why don't we start out with um, how you started? How I started. How you started. What got you into interior design? And what had you open um, Hudson on Union Park Street? Okay. Well, I started out actually wanting to be an actress. So. Ooh. Wow. Well, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I'll start yeah. with yeah. that. Yeah. Vivacious, right? Yes. So uh, <laughs> I, I grew up out in the Burbs in Wellesley, and that's all I wanted was to go to L.A. and act. So I went to L.A., I went to USC for a year, and then I went to another theater school and uh, tried to act for a few years, had a few bit parts, mm -hmm. but then realized I didn't want to be a 40-year-old waitress. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that, but I didn't want to do that. And went back to school for interior design because I loved interior design. Wonderful. And when schooling was over, I came back to Boston. Great. Worked for an architect in the South End and realized I needed, I wanted to do more. And what was happening for me at the time, and this was like 2000, I think we opened 2006, so 2004, 2005, I was looking around and realizing the design stores had not opened yet. Mm -hmm. It was either Pottery Barn or it was like Rochebobois. There was nothing in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lecker had just opened, but that wasn't my style. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say Natalie and Kurt probably started it by yeah. opening. Um, and so I approached my mother, who was my first financier. And I said, you know, this is really what I want to do. And I took her around to show her some other stores, like in Connecticut and New York, mm -hmm. that I had been watching. And once she saw those, she was like, OK, I get it. Let's do this. So yeah, we found the space next to the buttery. Yeah. Um, actually, I think the buttery was not the buttery at the time, maybe? East meets West. Yeah, something was like that, that. Yeah, um, East meets West catering and coffee shop. Uh, maybe okay. it was just, like, just transitioning. Or was it to go? Oh, you know what? It's been all three. Yeah. I can't remember. I've been around for Do so you remember long. When it was, <laughs> I lose track. Do you remember when it was it Purple Cactus? Or was Purple Cactus across the Sounds street? Like purple Sorry to go on. Oh my tangent. goodness! Was that purple cactus? Tangents. I remember. Yeah. Um, we love tangents. Jovi's was a cry. Jovi's, I love Jovi's. Um, yeah, that was I don't great. Know. Yeah, I remember purple cactus yeah. too. God, I love those burritos. Yeah, yeah. They were. It was good. Obnoxiously large. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I lived in the South End, and I wanted to have my business in the South End. Yes. Um, I have lived now and worked in the South End for twenty years, I would say. But um, we. We found this space that's now the buttery store mm -hmm. or shop, and it was great, and that was it. Yeah. So I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to carry. I knew how I wanted it to look, and that's that's how it started. Now, I was also, again, I trained to be an interior designer, so my theory on the store was I am not one, as you might think I would be, I am not one to go hand out a card or go to a party and talk myself up. So, you know, it was, it was twofold of let me do this store let me showcase what i love and how i like to see it yeah and if somebody loves it they can hire me if they don't that's fine they walk out the door i love it so that was kind of how this shop came to be and we're going to show some footage of of yeah. um jill's shop uh, uh later yeah um however t talk about uh what your vision was and what your style is i think my style has definitely 
evolved over the years. But when we first started, it really was because I had spent so many years in California. It was kind of California style meets like a Boston aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and I love vintage. I still do. So it was kind of melding the two. And again, there wasn't that footprint in the city yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen it yeah. in, in a business. So um, at the time when we opened, it was shabby, like we had shabby chic sofas there. We had worked with a company who'd done like European slip covered pieces, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of vintage. And that has still happened. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of evolving, uh, we recently just upgraded the shop. Um, we, we refinished the floors, painted, added shiplap, new lighting, nice. um, and, and we're curating our product differently and doing more of my own. I'm building furniture now um, and, and doing more vintage wow. um, as we can, as possible. Now, I didn't know you were building furniture. Where are you doing that? So we're working with a company out in Lemonster, okay. New England Art Restoration, if I'm getting the name right, sorry, Craig. Um, <laughs> but it's it's not, listen, I'm not I'm not building a brand new mold. It's, 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 it's a, it's a I hadn't seen this in a while. It was more of a take on a plywood and formica modern Parsons style. Mm. So it's very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, we use cream formica, but we can do any kind of formica. And it's great because these are like thick, solid pieces, but can really fit into anything. And they're all custom made. Very cool. I make certain pieces, but you can customize it to fit, you know, what you need. So if you're in the city, you can order a console to go down your hallway. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're in the burbs, you might like the same console, but you have a huge, you know, entry and you can make it double double wide. Such a smart decision to be able to customize like that. Yeah. Yeah. and also we were finding that in today's world, everybody's selling the same thing and we're trying to find a way to have product that's ours mm-hmm. that you can't see and be like, great, well, I'm going to go onto whatever website and, and buy purchase it. And half the price. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. Smart. So that's where our lines come in, our vintage comes in mm-hmm. um, and all of that. Wonderful. But yeah. It's funny you said that too. I'm actually reading a book, two books that kind of have this similar kind of philosophy when it comes to business. It's yeah. called uh, one of them's Blue Ocean Strategy, and it mm-hmm. talks about this difference between blue oceans and red oceans. And blue oceans pretty much mean untapped market space, stuff that's oh. not actually going on, businesses that haven't been formed yet or industries that haven't been taken. And then red oceans are businesses that are super saturated. That's tough to kind of get a barrier of entry into. So it sounds like, according to that, when I've just been trying to look at different businesses and startups and see how they started and whether it was were they in a competitive market or did they create their own space and it kind of seems that when you first started you created your own space because it didn't seem like there was yeah. stores similar and then with the furniture and creating your own furniture it's kind of the same thing too just adapting yeah. and instead instead of kind of going direct with everybody else or other interior de- de- uh, decorators or other businesses like that you kind of just form your own space and just do whatever you like to do yeah you, i mean right that there's the evolving is yeah. trying to well because then now what's going on is all these design stores are popping up in the south and which is great you know mm-hmm. the more the merrier but they also i started to find out that they were carrying my vendor and the vendor didn't <laughs> care the vendor was like well you can't carry as much as they do and it's like okay like yeah so you have to start to find a way to make yourself unique and uh 
keep going. Mm-hmm. So no, it does. That's, yeah, and that kind of brings us into the the mindset behind because so many times people just jump on a bandwagon and follow it. Right. Um, and we were talking uh, before we actually went live with yeah. Jill about a bunch of different things, and um, and you're hilarious. Oh. <laughs> um, but um, you know, you, looking it, no. Just <laughs> Um, but, and, and we've, Costa and I have also talked about this on other podcasts. You know, when you start to compare your outsides, oh God, it, it never yeah. goes, it never goes the way that you expect it to go. And it's very easy to do that, to, you know, go on Instagram and to go on all these social media sites and, and see what everyone else is doing and say, oh my God, you know, I'm being left behind. Let me jump on this. Yeah. It's a highlight reel anyways, too. They post That's it. right. And so that, there's only one you. Yeah. You've got to be you. Um, your businesses, you meaning you in general, our businesses are unique and you, we've got to bring our personality and our uniqueness yeah. to it. And, um, it, you know, it's, it, our business re, uh, uh, philosophy is to be unique and be creative. You don't have to turn it on its head and recreate it, but just definitely have to be aware of what's happening and what your obstacles are yeah. and work around that. And it's impressive that you did that with coming up with your own brands. So talk a little bit about some of the challenges you had and what brought you to the um, philosophy of you're going to do it your way. Um, I think the challenges, you know, we had a really, when we first opened, it was like, wow, like who knew? Like it was, we didn't even have to advertise and mm. we had 10 people in our small store every day, like having to float between different customers to sell them you know, thousands of dollars worth of furniture, which was great. Um, And then we opened a second shop and that was in Wellesley and that did not go so well. And then the economy dropped in 2008. Sorry. So long backstory. No, Um, we like the backstory. Okay. But um, so we've been chugging along, but I'll tell you my interior design business really has been, thank goodness I opened that because I think if I hadn't opened the interior design business along with the shop, I don't know if the shop would still be here, mm. um, just because of how people spend their money. People shop differently. Know. So yeah. much is online. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, the first struggle was deciding, like, how, you know, do you go deeper into debt to keep this business you love alive, and uh, then it is about, okay, well, I want to be here, and how are we going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, Struggle-wise, I think it's just trying to figure out, keep your eye out, and see what's going on. Right. I, I'm just trying to always listen to people and hear what's happening and listen to myself. And just like you said, Instagram and all that, when that came along, that changed the market completely. Um, you were able to grab someone's attention and, and get people to notice your business with, you know, sorry to the magazines, but without having to spend so much money to advertise. That's right. Uh, to get in. Um, social media really has been the most. It's a game changer. Yeah. Budget friendly. Yeah situation there is um but with instagram it it really does have you take a closer look at your aesthetic as a designer in a design shop too Mm -hmm. and 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 how you can start to see how everyone's doing one thing and okay i see they're all doing it i like that but i can't do that and and then be just be lumped into everybody else right um so you just i don't know there's this whole big thing you we, we like you said we talked before we started to record there's this whole thing of just looking at all the people I, I really love watching on Instagram. And I think a lot of them are not local. Like mm-hmm. they're out in California and it's a just different, a different world. There's different sure. money. 
There's different setups in terms of locations and and how people spend their money and all of that. Um, And I get very down on like, God, if I, you know, how come she's doing that or he's doing that and why can't I do that and this and that and then, yeah, you have to, you have to talk yourself, (laughs) talk to yourself and talk yourself (laughs) off the ledge about, you've made it so far. I mean, I've been in, the shop's been, is 15 years old. So you have to look at, okay, what is it about you that has kept people around? Mm -hmm. And what is it? I have no clue. (laughs) I have no clue. Honestly, I've, and now I just said I would swear and now I will. Honestly, I I think I've become more and more of a bitch. So (laughs) I think I used to be a real like, hi, how are you? Welcome. (laughs) La la la. High on life. And, and now I need coffee and, you know, swears. But, um, I, I don't know. Hopefully it's, um, I hope I'm sincere with people. Um, I can't imagine that you're not. No, you know what? You're. Imagine. It's. It, you're. I'm, it's, I'm being it's, fake, right? You're. Now. Oh well, in that case, <laughs> turn the, the recording yeah, off. Yeah, turn it off. Turn it off. It's the LA acting. Yeah, uh, totally. that's right. Good job. Good job, Jill. Um, but you know what? I think that goes so far. It goes. Lo- it goes further than people yeah. actually are aware of. When you're yourself and when you're organic and authentic, authentic and approachable, yeah. especially in an interior design, that can be such a fabulous, pretentious business. Yeah. So if you have great ideas and design and, and style, and you're approachable, yeah. Um, I, I I think that goes well, really hopefully. long way. Knock on wood. Yeah. I mean, I know what I like, mm-hmm. and I try to each client. You know, whether you're just walking in the shop or you're an actual design client, I try to take. I see what your inspirations are and we try to adjust it and just put like my eye or the business's eye, mm-hmm. on, you know, to flip it to what we think would be the best scenario of that look. Right. Um, and uh, in terms of what you said, pretentious, I mean, listen, I, I show up every day. I mean, my summer outfit are Burks, jeans and a t-shirt, you yeah. know, and this is what you get. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. This is what you get, and I've had conversations with clients about that. And I'm like, I'm really sorry that I don't. <laughs> I like apologize that I don't show up. And I had one client just a few years ago who was like, you know, that's what we like about you. Like, we'd be really concerned if you were driving up in your Range Rover, yep. like decked out. Are you really then spending that energy, you know, working on like our home? Mm-hmm. I, I I get the scenario there. I don't have the time, you right. know. I. But- and I'm getting on my hands and knees. You know, yeah. we were installing a house on Monday and I'm opening up the dirty boxes and throwing them in the trash bin and cleaning stuff. And, and that's just part of the job. And yeah, uh, yeah. you're hands on. I'm hands on. And, and, and it's as we have spoken and as we do our business, it's it's all about our clients. Yeah. It's not our process. It's not our money. We aren't the ones no. buying the house. Yeah. And um, and it sounds like you take this a very similar approach. It's it's their home. It doesn't need to have your, it has to have your stamp on it, of right. course, because it's your brand, right. but it's their, it's their style. It's their home. You're helping them maximize that. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, you want a client to go into their home and feel like, oh, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Like, I it's love me. this. I love and it here. And right, it's you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all I want is a client to feel that way and, and say thanks, you know? Yeah. And, and it's nice when they do, mm-hmm. when you get, I got a text a couple, like two weeks ago from a client that we had finished up towards the beginning of COVID and she sent me images of the house at night and they were just hanging out and she was like, we just uh-huh. love this house. Like, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's really nice. And I bet in your field too, it must be great to hear from a client that you've maybe sold to yep. that, that they're like, 
you know what, thank you so much because we love We love it here. That's why we do it. Yeah. That's, yeah, and you can see it. There's nothing better than that joy in somebody's eyes. Yeah. It's their home. It. It's where you're safe. It's where you create. It's, it's yeah. where you live. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's great. Um, we talked earlier that sometimes, though, it can turn... <laughs> Not to bring the negative in, okay. but, but you know, what? know sometimes negative a client is a part of life. It's sometimes authentic. a client just gets a little frustrated with the with the process, and and then can come at you like you're the enemy, and yeah. not understanding <laughs> that you're on this. You yeah. you know the whole point of 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 our professions is to be on your team. That's right. Is if yes. we if you've hired us, we are your biggest advocate mm-hmm. um, in what we do for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you kind of have to, same thing with real estate too, it's not our process in terms of we're not buying the home to live in there, but you have to care as much as if you were actually living in that home. And oh, really, yeah. right. a big thing too is, um, and you brought up a point before, um, but a big thing too is we just have to have an immense amount of care and want the best for the client, but the client also has to accept that they hired us to yeah. do our job, and it's tough to do our job if, I imagine interior design, if clients always like, no, this is that, this is that, and they're always just over your shoulder, not really oh, giving yeah. you the space to actually do your job, and sometimes it feels as though you're producing good results, like this is what you told me to do, and you're doing it, but people are sometimes just never happy, but I think in terms of interior design and real estate, a common thing, as you said, uh, online now, there's no secret, e-commerce is huge, especially mm-hmm. in a lot of businesses, and I know a lot of people just like to shop online for furniture a lot of the times because it's cheap and they think that they can all of a sudden buy a house and be their own interior decorator. But the same thing is in real estate when you, you have websites like Zillow and these different things and you can go and see all these houses. Oh, I could just do it all myself and there's all this 100 listings I can search through. But the thing is you need somebody to then be who's an expert in the field and say, okay, that might be the best furniture. You have all these 20 pieces, but how are you going to put them together? Right. You have right. these 20 houses. How are you going to go see them? How do you know this one actually matches what you actually want? How does want? it all flow? Yeah. And that's just a huge thing I noticed. People think they can do it on their own. Nowadays, the internet, they kind of sell you, oh, you don't need a real estate agent. You don't need an interior decorator. DIY everything, but it's a huge yeah. benefit to having those. Oh, yeah. And, and understandable, there are some people in a financial situation where they have to do. You know, right. They, do, they <laughs> don't have the luxury. Um I mean, I would not think, I don't think of real estate agents actually as a luxury because if you're going to buy a home, you should be. We were considered somebody. essential workers yeah. in this yeah. whole pandemic. Yeah, exactly. That's something, right? Exactly. Yeah. But definitely in my field, I'm, I'm, I'm the cherry on the, on the cake. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> but it sounded cute, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I think. But I agree with you. It's, it's very frustrating when, um, when when you do have clients though that hire you and and you haven't even dug really deep into the process yet and you're getting emails about the like excuse my french but the crap they find online and they're like yeah "Yeah, well i saw this and i saw that and why can't we do this or or then they shop you right that and yeah the shopping you is that's the most frustrating because um you know per my agreement with clients like that's part of how i make a living is is sourcing the product you know, and finding you the most financially, you know, um, I don't know what the word I'm thinking here, but like, I'm not trying to like screw you. Yeah. Like you gave me a budget. You're not gouging. No, you gave me a budget and we, and I always shop the way I want to shop as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not a designer that's like, here's a $20,000 sofa for your den. Like I'm trying to find you a quality piece that's well-made that you're going to have for 30 years. Right. 
But I would never throw like a young family, like an expensive sofa like that and be like, no, you have to get this. Right. Um, so we're always like looking out for you. So when, when they then turn around and they're like, well, I saw this online and I can just order this. Don't worry, I'll just take care of it. They think they're doing you a favor or that they're being smart about it and they're not. They're kind of, they're, you know. Right, kind of sticking. Yeah. You know? That brings up an interesting point that's somewhat similar to our business as well. People don't, and we've talked about this on the podcast too. They don't really know what we do, so they sometimes yes. if we don't <laughs> set the appropriate expectation yeah. in the in the scenario you just presented, they may be actually thinking they're doing you a favor, right. and you're not. So how do you uh, how do you set up expectations on client visits or uh, presentations prior to that, so somebody knows what to expect, what your role is and what their role is. We do um, kind of a multi-layered like vetting almost of clients. Mm -hmm. You know, we do an initial like submission form on our website. We, we then have like two or three phone conversations with them and we like to see what they are moving into and what they're hoping to do, et cetera. And we try during those conversations to break down our contract and, and give them the expectation of, listen, when, you know, if you're hiring us, if it's just for a room, or three rooms, but mm -hmm. we are doing everything. Like we are pulling your flooring, your walls, your windows, like we are sourcing all this. If you have two chairs that you want to use, we let them know, great, we'll work that into the design. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we try to really lay it out before the process even starts. So yeah. they're understanding it, but sometimes they just forget and you kind of have to remind them gently. Um, and actually in today's world now with COVID, it's a whole nother, situation of, of setting expectations in terms of timing um, yeah because that's what's yeah, going on now yeah. things are so backed up and we do our best to try to work with vendors that can get us things sooner than later mm -hmm. um, we try to try to find vintage that you can get kind of right away um, but that's another level of expectation setting because clients have been actually really good and and um, had some great patience through all this but I'm finding recently, like clients are kind of getting tired of being patient. Yeah. But it's like, but it hasn't changed. It, you know, I know we're not there tough. yet. Yes. It's you still gotta wait, and yeah. I I let people blow their you know blow the steam off, and and then try to reset uh, the expectation to be yeah. like you know we can only do so much, and we are doing what we can do for you because again mm -hmm. we're your advocate. That's right. I don't make to, I don't mean mean to make that sound so like medical. No, like, it's we're your advocate, you know. It's, it is. It's, it's in our, our mission statement. statement. A lot of what you're yeah. talking about is actually in our mission statement. I think statement. we used something the other day to somebody about, like, we're your, we are on your team. Like, yes. we, I mean, that's true. We're, we are a team. Once you sign with us, we're a team. Mm -hmm. But we Absolutely. are on your team, and we are, we are out there on the field and yeah. cheering for you and want you to get in that finished house as soon as possible. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. What are your... Um, um, but what does your next five years look like? <laughs> I always like to ask, what, what, are, you, what are your next five-year plans? Um, well, I Acting. hope to be happy. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope to be happy. Uh, no, I, you know, we just re-signed two, two more years in our location Terrific. in the South End. So that's great. Um, so we're going to keep the, the design business moving and the shop moving and my kids growing up. And uh, I'm just hoping that the momentum that has happened, you know, continues maybe a little bit slower for us. Okay. But, and I don't mean like, I want the business to come, but it's just been so intense that it's like you, you're, you're just killing yourself every day. Um, but um, 
I don't know. I, well, that sounds that <laughs> sounds like a good plan to okay, me. Okay, right. I mean, you know, and it's also a good problem to have to want to. It's a good problem. Kind of slow things down. Not not slow things down, but maybe maybe I, a little less chaotic. Yes, because when you know things what get happened? so busy so quickly, it well, becomes somewhat it. chaotic. And when COVID started. It, you were. I think we were all so worried not to go into a COVID conversation. Sorry, that's all right. Like, but like it was, you know, I told the girls to take time off and da da da. And who knew I was only going to get two weeks off because then it was like boom, it yeah. just yeah. started. And what happened is we just took on all these clients where I think in a normal environment there would have been more of you know we do have a wait list but it would have been a sorry 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 to more people mm-hmm. and now. And that's the whole problem of this machine. It's like going now and yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah. Just kind of keep moving along. All right. Um, so, yes, it would just be nice in terms of slowing down just to hold back for a minute yep. and, and do make sure the work that's going out of our office is quality. Wonderful. And that's the worry, too. Yeah. Sorry. That was my phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Was Was that our buzzer to stop? Well, I think it's a good place to stop. This was fantastic. Um, I'm so glad you came on. Thanks for um, having me. Oh, you're so welcome. This is great. Had a blast. Where can people get in in touch with you? Website, Instagram, where's the best place? The website's great. So it's uh, Hudson Interior Designs with an S dot com. Um, And then our shop is at 12 Union Park Street. Right around the corner from the buttery. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone knows the buttery, so we can throw that out there. But thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. And everyone, thanks for joining. Um, We love that you listen. Keep supporting us. And we will see you next week with um, a very exciting guest as well. We've got some influencers on Instagram. And we will. We're excited. uh, Should we tell them who it is? Yeah. Why don't we tell them who it is so they can look them up? (laughs) I'll tell them. I think probably in terms of the schedule, we'll figure it out in terms of when we'll probably drop it. next week but we're gonna have ryan magan on actually who is a ryan actually does a whole bunch of different things he's just doing more and more research but pretty much his focus right now is on social media marketing and how you can take certain brands and do videos and do content so it kind of ties into what we're doing with the podcast and yep. do you mind if i come no <laughs> no yeah <laughs> special i'll guest. be back i'll, I'll be, be back. back i'll be back he's a super cool person yeah, yeah. marketing social media it's a whole big thing now too. So that's his thing is just doing different things with oh, brands fantastic. and growing audiences. And again, he's a kind of like a jack of all trades. So we're definitely excited to have him on the show, but I had a blast today. Uh, yeah. We both Thanks had a blast. Again, Thank you. All right, guys, have a great week. Take care. Bye.